When you're at Whole Foods without any money and you've eaten too much weed-infused honey, you're in the bubble. You're in the Boulder bubble. Tech companies don't know what they're doing. A mountain town with ideas brewing. You're in the bubble. You're in the Boulder bubble. It's a pretty Hosted by Ethan and Donato. Hello, hello. Welcome to the first episode of the Bubble Podcast from Radio 1190. We're very excited to be bringing you content every third Thursday, uh, once a month. It's going to be a lot of fun. This episode, we have a lot of good stuff for you guys. Uh, Basically, the aim of this podcast is to just bring you really interesting content, interviews, live sessions, and we're going to try and keep it centered in Boulder and Denver. But as you'll see, with this episode in particular, sometimes we bend the rules because that's what we're all about. On this episode, we have uh, a local entrepreneur who's also a student at CU Boulder. His name's Mac Bolak. He is the CEO of a company called Give and Go Film. And he came into the studio and we chatted with him. We also have an interview with Evan Stevens Hall from the band Pine Grove, one of my favorite bands. Uh, I was absolutely a nervous wreck when I interviewed him, but it was a lot of fun. We rated vegetables. It's going to be fun. I can't wait for you to hear it. We also have American Grandma, uh, one of our favorite Denver bands. They came into the studio, played a little set, and also did a little interview. So keep it tuned here. Keep listening to The Bubble. Uh, right now, we are going to head straight into that interview with Mac Bolak. He is a young entrepreneur uh, enrolled at CU Boulder in the business school. So let's hear from Mac. Mac, how are you? I'm doing great. Good. Second time on the radio. Second time ever? Second time ever. What was the first That's time? amazing. So I did this uh, sports trivia contest in Ann Arbor, Michigan. I was like six years old, <laughs> but I knew a lot about sports. So wow. nice. it, was, it was a blast. Nice. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah. Of course. You're a sports fanatic. I'm correct? a fanatic. I used to play seven hours a day in my driveway. Really? Really? It was crazy. I, till, the, till the sun went down. Wow. Did you watch um, Mayweather McGregor last night? I didn't. You didn't? <laughs> yeah. I watched it. I know nothing about sports. I watched it last night. Yeah? Yeah. What did you think? Uh, it was about what I expected. I mean, do you know anything about boxing? Did you know about the fight? I mean, I know it happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, basically, Mayweather just uh, got McGregor tired the whole time. Yeah. And then after, like, 22 minutes had passed or whatever, like, the MMA fight length, he just kind of proved that he was a really good boxer. And I was, McGregor wasn't. Yeah, but McGregor, you got to give the guy first boxing match okay, ever. Right. Yeah, no, he's a good boxer. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. He's like the scariest man in the world. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Boxing and fighting is so crazy. That's what I realized watching the fight. Yeah. <laughs> Where'd like, you watch it? Well, I watched like the, the first rounds. I didn't watch like the main fight. Oh, okay. But there's like so much pageantry still in boxing <laughs> yeah. that like there isn't in other sports. Yeah. You know? 
Yeah. yeah. Like they still just have like girls in bikinis, like <laughs> and like holding the round number above their head. Yeah. It, yeah. It's like the, which is hilarious. The least civilized sport yeah, that we still <laughs> like enjoy. I think everyone knows that when they're watching it. And like no yeah. one knows what any of the belts mean at all. Super like middle, million, super middle, medium. Yeah, like a right. million different kind of belts, and no one knows what they mean. <laughs> so Mac, you run a company what's what's your company called yeah so what do you guys do it's give and go and basically we autonomously edit sports footage for coaches so right now a really tedious process i mean everybody's edited film you go through you basically cut all the commercials the dead balls out mm-hmm. you know label what's happening we do all that automatically interesting so it's it's a tech company it's a tech company cool so do you know about tech or do you know about sports? What are you? Both. So I think, I think it all started. I was, I, was a fre- I was a freshman and I started a, a company. It was basically Uber for haircuts. I remember that. Oh, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. Do it, tell. What is that It's still mean? going. If, if you want someone to come to your dorm and give you a haircut, all did. Look that up. Oh, it's I called think all you did? told me all about did. that. I didn't know about it. I, th- I thought you told me about, like, someone did an Uber for haircuts, which is a crazy <laughs> good idea. Yeah, maybe. So, it's, I mean, wow. it's interesting, and my, my co-founder's still working on it. Oh, and this yes. was my doormate, essentially. Oh, no um, way. Yeah, and because I started this company, it basically gave me, like, a kind of understanding of the space, and I got called by a venture capital firm, mm-hmm. and basically they were starting a firm of basically students investing in students so like $10 million VC fund investing in university companies. Mm-hmm. They wanted me to work for them, and I still work for them. Oh, that's but crazy. basically, I had to dip my feet in tech and like really understand what was going on in the space and ended up learning a lot about totally. like new technologies. I read yeah. some blog post you wrote about um, like the sharing economy. Yeah. You know what I'm talking Joy about? Joy mode. Yeah, it was really interesting. Awesome. Yeah. Dude. Um, how has that like influenced... You like how is studying the tech industry? What what is you? Joy Mode? Yeah, so Joy Mode basically it's Uber for experiences. <laughs> so it's funny to just put Uber. It's like a really cliche thing in yeah, tech, and like my Uber for my tech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My tech <laughs> yeah. friends would would give me a nuggy right now, but basically, <laughs> basically. If you want to get, you give your tech friends a nugget. Like, don't give them a nugget. Usually, tech friends are like the nerdy ones who get yeah. beat up, right? Oh yeah, they are. You're like the you're like the sports dude. Yeah, I'm the sports dude. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I mean, I'm a mix. But basically, like, you could get a popcorn maker to your like, you could rent a popcorn maker. You could rent like a unit, like a unicycle, or like anything mm-hmm. that's essentially like crazy. Right. Right. It's like okay. novelties. Like novelties. you can rent novelties because you don't want to buy something that you're going to use once. It's, it's, it's kind of a good idea. Like, you're only going to use yeah. a popcorn maker, like, once, realistically. Right. Totally. Studying tech has been everything. Like, I follow a lot of different, like, blogs. A lot of, I get a lot of emails that I try to stay up on where it's basically just, like, these, like, you know, subscriptions and these tickers where you're learning, like, who got acquired, you know, who's raising money, mm-hmm. who's doing cool stuff, essentially. Totally. And... Like, that, that taught me about machine learning, that taught me about artificial intelligence, that taught me about, you know, video processing, mm-hmm. and that enabled me to see a problem and know that a solution was possible, which yeah. is what you need for a business. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So that's how you came up with the idea for editing 
editing sports. Yeah. So how did you know that was a problem? Because it doesn't seem like most people <laughs> know that like it takes that long for coaches to edit sports video. Exactly. So there, I mean, there are hidden truths in the world and obviously like things, things that it's hard to find the answer to, but if you really dive deep, you can. And my, my blessing was that I was a manager for the basketball team. Oh. So I was editing this footage. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I was spending hours and hours on this stuff and said, there's got to be a better way. Like, yeah, really. this is crazy to me that this is still happening. And that's for college? Yeah. Team? For college. So this is for CU Boulder. This yeah. is for the buffs. I was a manager. Your product, are you selling it to colleges? Or? Yeah. We're going to start with colleges. Okay. And then go like NBA. We're talking to a lot of NBA teams, a lot yeah. of college teams. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Nice. How are you, are you trying to like expand the business in a way that isn't just like getting more teams or coaches to subscribe, but like in a technical way? Do you have like bigger plans for the technology? Yeah. I mean, I would say other sports and that's the extent of it. Okay. So. Fair enough. I mean, (laughs) you look at, you look at like Amazon, Amazon, you know, it was e-commerce for books. Right. Like. That's such a small space, and you really just have to nail that small space. Right. And that's what we're going to do with, with basketball. That's our small mm-hmm. space. Our big space is all of sports. Eventually, consumer product. Like, you want to get, like, the Cleveland Cavaliers, Golden State Warriors. You want to get the whole game. You don't want to watch the whole game. Like, it's, like, long. But you'd like to see all the dunks. You'd like right. to see all the three-pointers. Oh. Like, that's the type of service, like, so we could provide. You're going to edit it for, like, fans as yeah. well? Nice. So you only see what you want to see. Yeah. Like, how much of that fight was interesting last night? Well, it's a pretty short fight. Yeah, every <laughs> round is pretty important. Okay. But, okay. You could, yeah, you could still edit together, like, the power punches and whatnot. Sure. It'd be easy to watch it that way. Yeah. But, so, yeah, so for consumers, I mean, is the software, like, applicable to every sport? Like, does every sport need, like, footage like that cut, you know? Yeah, they do. Yeah. Every sport is cutting. Mm-hmm. It's more applicable in some than others like football for example they play obviously every week basketball they play like every few days every two days so there's this there's this need to edit faster yeah and like the sooner it's done the better and that's our big advantage because right now someone's editing it and there are a lot of like third-party services that take 24 hours we take 20 minutes 20 minutes 20 minutes there's like an algorithm that just reads exactly how does it know when something cool happens and yeah yeah so Basically, it's, I mean, it's watching the game, and the, yeah. the extent of it is, like, it's machine learning, it's artificial intelligence, it's computer vision. So wow. the computer vision's essentially watching the game and determining when the game's happening and when it's not, and then also what's happening. Totally. That's crazy. Yeah. Computers are crazy. They're crazy. They're crazy. And it's I, only getting crazier. I'm wondering, like, hearing you talk about all this success at, you're, like, 20, right? Yeah. Like, how are you motivated to, like, stay in school when you have, like, a pretty successful yeah. Are you going to stay startup? in school? Are you, is the company going to move out of Boulder? I want to stay in school. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, school is not, not that cool. We're not getting a ton out of it unless we're really diving in. Like, it's just like right. anything. Like, how, how deep do you want to dive? Yeah. But I want to finish it up. Like, we're, I'm, I'm two years away. I'm a junior. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be junior. And... Yeah. I'm, I'm halfway through, like, mm-hmm. I just, I just want to wrap it up. Yeah. I just want to get that off my chest. And I think I definitely thought about dropping out, but we yeah. sell in the summers. Like, we sell, right. n- we're selling now. So that's, okay. when I, that's when I'm really busy. During the school year, like, these coaches are so busy. 
you know, it's fine. Right. It's fine to be a little bit like distracted on school. Mm. Dropping out is totally a cliche now for like yeah. tech startups. Yeah, it is. So Honestly, stay in school. <laughs> I will. That's cool. Thanks. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, is the company planning to stay in Boulder? Like, do you have any long-term plans about where you're going to go to? I mean, yeah. How is it being in Boulder? Yeah. I mean, part of me wants to be in Detroit. Yeah, really? very cool. Why, why do you say that? <laughs> I'm from Michigan, and it's really cheap. It is super cheap. It's yeah, totally I want to move to Detroit. Really? Yeah. No way. Yeah. Dude, I think I have a co-founder. He's like a very ADD guy, and I just want to get him away from this. <laughs> yeah. Because he just like, he's partying. Oh, right. from, bo- yeah. Yeah, he's, he's a really good, like, he's a really good technical guy, but, you know, he's, he's distracted. He loves, like, the bars, like, Detroit. I don't know what he's going to be doing there. Like, is there true. any, like, tech scene there at all? If that's what you, you know, call it's, it. You it's know, it's budding. It's budding. It's no Boulder. Boulder's, like, Boulder's amazing. That's what Boulder I hear. Boulder is an anomaly. It's an it's anomaly. It's so crazy. Yeah. And thinking about, like, how it happened, there's this guy named Brad Feld. Oh, yeah. Is he the Techstars guy? Uh, yeah, he is. Didn't Jared, Jared Polis also Jared start Techstars, which is pretty crazy. Billion dollar, billion, billion dollar accelerator. I worked yeah. there. I worked at Techstars. Yeah, oh. for sure. Yeah. Um, and that was like part of like t- the technical growth. Um, but these, these guys basically, he, he writes books on this, like building a community. And obviously we have the university. Yeah. And we have some amazing programs, aerospace, computer science, like really jump out. And I think... I think we had we had the potential, and this guy came here. All these really smart people come here, and they want to bring tech. Like they go to MIT, they go to Harvard, and I think CU can become that. Obviously, yeah. it's not there yet, totally. but I think I think it can become that. Totally. And like, like we want to be a part of that. We want to help, like, spur that. Yeah, that'd be crazy. Boulder is really weird in that, like, there's just so much capital here, yeah. and it's such a small town. Yeah, I don't think anyone understands like where it came from yeah. and how it maintains itself. Like, like I, don't I don't know who the people are in Boulder yeah. or how they're shopping at the places they are. How'd they get here? <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. They wanted to hike. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> they just wanted to hike. They just needed to hike. Yeah. They started an app. So you, you guys were funded via CU? Yeah, so CU gave us about uh, 15 grand. 15. Nice. So we won the new Venture Challenge, which is yeah. CU's premier entrepreneurial event. And honestly, amazing experience. Like, did a ton of pitches. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much what I do. Like, I'm the pitch man. I'm the hype man. Nice. I, I'm a performer. I used to street perform. So I remember that. Yeah. So oh, yeah, I read that on your website, I think. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Yeah, so if you Google me, you'll see, you'll see a video of uh, Basket Case by Green Day. Oh, I thought Love you did, like, uh, like, Bob Dylan. We did that, too. I mean, we did some Bob Dylan. You also did yeah. Twist and Shout by the Beatles, yeah. right? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So I'm a performer, and we won seventy thousand dollars this event, and that is insane. All like were there private investors too? Or? Yeah. So wow, this guy Brad Feld that I was mentioning basically made this community, yeah. and the whole Boulder mentality in the startup community is is give first, and basically hmm. it's this sort of principle that if you give and you'll get you'll eventually, growth, yeah. exactly. And now you know, you look at us. Essentially, Brad Feld and this guy, Dan Caruso, who's Zayo's CEO. I, yeah, Zayo's very cool. Yeah, Zayo's very cool. What is Zayo? They make, like, these wires and stuff, but it's basically just, like, data, right? Like, yeah, they're the infrastructure that runs the Internet. Oh, interesting. So they so, make the hardware? Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. 
Yeah, it's the it's like wires that are running the internet, and this is like an eight billion dollar company. This is a public company. Oh yeah, Boulder's biggest company that was started here. In my, I mean, right. in my mind, right? Yeah, yeah, they're huge. They have like a headquarters in like London and stuff. Like, yeah, they're a big company. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So these guys, these guys gave us fifty k, and it wow. it gets sort of reinvested in the community. In that, you know, one, we're going to be providing jobs, right? And two. It's a convertible note, so it's, it's essentially an investment where they're getting a piece of the company. Right. So, and they're going to reinvest the winnings in other Boulder companies, in other CU companies. That's nice. cool. So they, they're own part of the company now? They will. They will. They will. Okay. So how big is your company? Like, how many people? You said uh, it's going to create jobs. Like, yeah. how, lo- how big are you looking to get? Yeah, so we, we have three co-founders, and we had... We had four interns this summer. Nice. So some technical interns, some business interns, and I, there are two ways we can go with this. Mm-hmm. I mean, one, this could be a lifestyle business where, you know, we have revenue that's something like, uh, we have profit that's something like, something like $2 million a year. And, you know, it, with the company stays kind of small. It's, it's us and maybe a couple other important employees right and then the other alternative is you know we go consumer facing we go to other sports yeah Mm. and we're just gonna go we're gonna talk to the customers and they're gonna give us the answer to that question and we're just keeping an open mind i think this can be big but i mean i'm not gonna force it and we'll see we'll see what happens because either way this will be you know i think it'll be a successful company totally do you guys have like office space or no if see see you, if you're listening, <laughs> give us some office space. Hit him with some office space. Go ahead and call in. That's uh, 303-492-1190. Call in with your office space here for Mac Bolak, <laughs> young entrepreneur, CEO here in Boulder, uh, fostering growth for the community. Free office jobs. space. He needs some office space. For free. For free. <laughs> I Go do. Ahead and call in. I do. But right now, we work out of like the law school. We work out of the business school. Okay, we're, cool. we're a scrappy bunch. I yeah. mean, we're in an accelerator this summer. The mm-hmm. CU accelerator. It's called Catalyze CU. And we got office space through them for the summer. But Do you hang out at Spark at all? So Spark shut down. No way. When did that happen? Uh, this was last May. I had no idea. Really sad. Yeah. So I think you... The start start of my entrepreneurial experience started at Spark. Yeah. There used to be this thing called Liftoff, and entrepreneurs would come in. Mm-hmm. I'd leave really inspired every day. Yeah. Eventually, me and my roommate, he got high and had the idea for Uber for haircuts. Oh, nice. But we were, we were, just, we were <laughs> That's inspired. That's every good, every good <laughs> yeah. business idea starts. Yeah. <laughs> That's how, uh, yeah, I'm not going to go That's into that. That's how Uber started. <laughs> Yeah, Is it really? they're like, we need to make Uber for cars. That's how Quiznos started. <laughs> and that's how Uber started. Uber wow. for sandwiches. That's how Quiznos started. Actually? No, but no. just imagine, like... Just to be cool for it, did. This guy... <laughs> <laughs> like, this this guy's just high at Subway, and he's like, I have the best idea. <laughs> What's the difference? It's going to be like Subway, but... <laughs> Totally like, different color scheme. <laughs> with a Q, with a similar color <laughs> yeah. scheme. <laughs> uh, yeah, what do you think is the coolest thing that you've done so far? With the company? Yeah, with the company. Yeah. Um, I mean, in general, like, it's amazing that we're autonomously editing footage. It's amazing this sort of revolution that's happening. It's cool to be a part of that. Like, it's, it's cool to be a part of the... The next wave. The uh, wave that's going to make like, people's lives easier, I would interesting. say. Interesting. And, right. you know, 
yeah. the people that are getting like displaced, I think, I think there well, will be new opportunities in like that idea sort of goes hand in hand with the like Uber for whatever you know yeah. idea where like people can now use the assets they do have to to build wealth for themselves. You know, totally. Yeah, if they have a car, they can like let someone else use it. Exactly. The sharing economy is like a totally real thing for millennials. Like, <laughs> yeah, seriously, like a real revenue stream. Yeah. There's Which a, is there are a crazy. lot of opportunities. Yeah, for, for sure. Yeah, but I would say just what we're doing, like the tech is amazing. Yeah. And it's it's really special to be part of it. Have you met anybody cool? Like any like coaches or anything that you're like We've talked to a lot of them. Yeah. You know, we've talked to we've talked to like some amazing we talked to some amazing coaches, like coaches from Duke. Mm-hmm. We talked to the Nuggets, we've talked to the Celtics, we talked to you know the Warriors. And yeah. like as such a sports fanatic, like it's my dream. I mean, yeah, totally. It's 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 amazing. Who are your clients right now? Um, so just see you, but we have over a hundred teams ready to demo the product. Oh, interesting. And the product is going to be out in about two weeks. Oh wow. Yeah. So we had right. we, the co-founders like they're not here because they're grinding on this. They're building it. Yeah. Right. And I'm I'm not technical, so. Okay. Cool. In in that I don't code. And they so they also go to see you, right? Yeah, they that they sounds go to like see so you. much work. Yeah, like doing school and getting yeah. ready to launch a product. And they're crazy. they're yeah. computer science too. Yeah, which yeah. is amazingly so hard. I'm business. Hard business isn't that hard. Right. You're in Leeds. I'm in Leeds. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Information management. You like Leeds? No. <laughs> oh really? Why? Uh, we were talking about this. I mean, yeah, I transferred out of Leeds Business School. I'm yeah. just curious why. Yeah, I think I think kids are there's like this misalignment of motivations where everyone just kind of wants to make money and everyone thinks oh this is so stupid and I do too like we were just in base which is I mean see you another shout out like fix this program because it's a good idea in premise it's like an integrated semester where you're like doing work Mm -hmm. like you're actually like consulting for a company it's like a uh, it's like a twelve credit our course yeah right uh-huh and then were you able to take other classes while taking that or was it hard uh it wasn't it wasn't too hard okay you took like 15 or something i took 15 nice yeah i took one other class mm-hmm. so you have to consult for a business throughout the like what do you do yeah you you consult for a business like we consulted for a startup we consulted for like ball aerospace yeah <laughs> it was i mean it's a really good idea in premise yeah. it's just like it ends up just one kid in the project does it. One kid in the group just does the projects and like as is very common with like all group projects. I exactly. True. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, shout out to group projects. Yeah, shout out uh, to that that one kid guy that doesn't do anything. Yep. He's not in here today. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. We're, We're not those guys. No way. <laughs> and that's like high stakes because it's twelve credits. Oh yeah. Sounds but brutal. Sounds super brutal, yeah. Yeah. Oh, every it. course in Leeds is just a weed-out course of sorts. Like, <laughs> yeah. even your upper division classes. <laughs> yeah. Right. They're still just trying to get you out. They got you. Yeah. <laughs> they did get me. Well, I didn't fail out, though. Yeah. I was doing great. Yeah. Well, I heard you failed. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> yeah. who told you that? Everyone says it. Did Dean say that? <laughs> call in. If Donato failed, if you know anything, who call in. <laughs> who was the, uh, the dean of the business school who like, oh, just left? Eikenberry. Eikenberry. I've been to this man's house. You've been to Eikenberry's house? He cooked me a brat. No way. How was it? <laughs> Is that true? It was delicious. Really? Could, you, could you maybe get Misogynist, but he cooks really well. Are huh. you going to say that uh, live on air right now? <laughs> You're going to call this man who made you a brat? 
misogynist. I mean, he's a nice guy. Yeah, but he got, that's why he got he got in trouble you, for that. He got in trouble for that. Fair enough. What was the story behind that? Um, I don't want to. It was. Uh, <laughs> I, wanna get, I don't want to speculate. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't know verbatim, but it was something like um, there were less opportunities in uh, like higher paid positions for like women in in Leeds. Yeah. School. Oh, interesting. Women getting. You know, like weird comments made to them essentially. Oh, that too. Yeah, I didn't know about that. Yeah, so it wasn't it wasn't just that it wasn't just your opportunity. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't know about that. Yeah. Well, I'd say we did good work here. Yeah, yeah I think so too. Thanks for inviting yeah. me in, guys. Yeah, thank <laughs> you for, for coming in, man. Thanks yeah, for coming enjoyed on. it. All right, coming up next on the bubble, we have an interview with Evan Stevens Hall. He is the guitar player and lead songwriter of the band Pine Grove from Montclair, New Jersey. They're blowing up. They played, let's see, they played the Larimer last summer, and then they played the Marquee, and in October they are playing the Bluebird, so they are moving up the ladder in terms of Colorado venues. I'm a huge fan. Uh, Go check out their album Cardinal. It's absolutely brilliant. Uh, So, yeah, here is that interview with Evan Stevens Hall from Pine Grove. Hello. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Pretty good. I'm so stoked to be chatting with you. Um, I know that Cardinal was like definitely my album of 2016. So thank you very much thank for that. You. Oh, thanks. Yeah, of course. Um, you guys have blown up a lot in the last two years. Would you agree? Yeah, we're d- definitely playing for more people. Yeah, I love it. Uh, last time you were in Denver, you played at the Larimer Lounge. Oh, you also played at the station. Do you remember that? Uh, yes, certainly. That was really fun. Actually, the last time we were in Denver, we were at the Marquee, the- Marquee Theater. Uh, we 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 were, yeah, we were we were in Denver. Uh, I think three or four times last year. Actually, do you like Denver? Oh yeah, yeah, totally. Um, and I've spent I've spent a lot of time in the surrounding parts because I was a I was a camp counselor um, at Geneva Glen Camp in Colorado, uh, in, in in Indian Hills, Colorado, um, for for four summers and was a camper there. Yeah, my my grandmother was a counselor there and cousins of mine. So there's a lot of family over there. So um, you may not know this also, but we actually met on Twitter like a week ago. Ah, uh, hello. Do you remember the uh, the screenshot of like the YouTube auto captions? Oh yeah, yeah, okay. that was me. Yeah, that's um, that was strange. Wait, what was it was it very strange. About... You should maybe contact YouTube about that. Oh well, I mean, like, as as far as just like di- digital scramblings of um, <laughs> you know, of s- sensibilities uh, or or sense at all, I'm in favor of. Um, a more fractured informational age. Oh, I, I love it. That's an amazing attitude to take towards it. I mean, it's it's just sort of like can't beat them, join them type, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Let YouTube have a little bit of creative license over your own work. Yeah, let them have some fun. Let them have some, man, they work hard. That auto-caption machine works hard. <laughs> what books are you reading right now? I am reading *The Broom of the System* oh, by Dave. David Foster Wallace. Yep, his first novel. Um, I am enjoying it. 
it's mostly interested as a fan of his work and uh, to, to really to see like where he came from because I think a lot of the things that makes him really good are present in this book. I think there are a lot of flaws. Um, you know, clearly this is written by uh, just like basically a horny college student. They're, they're, they're just gratuitous. There's gratuitous sexuality all over. He has a, uh, the female protagonist is just like sometimes just like naked for no reason or like, yeah. Uh, so that's a uh, kind of annoying. It's, it, they're just like some forehead slappers for sure. That's um, interesting because yeah. I've read probably about three fourths of infinite jest. Um, and there's like pretty much no sexual imagery in that book. Like I never thought of David Foster Wallace as like someone who would utilize that kind of imagery. It seems like he'd actually be like against it. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's here and there. I like, I think that actually kind of erotic longing is, uh, an important dimension of loneliness and definitely it's, it's not that I'm, um, against that totally. I just think that, um, he just sort of doesn't, he handles it sophomorically kind of. Well, the book is from, but, you know, what, what is it like the nineties? It's like at, earlier. It's like 87. He wrote it as an undergrad. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, but that said, I am enjoying aspects of it and mostly enjoying it as a way to just like see where he came from. Cause like the, the, the whole like, um, uh, kind of, uh, surreal corporate America image is present there. Uh, there's like this whole like baby food mogul, um, uh, corporate competition going on. Uh, and there's, I don't know, just like some of the voices you can kind of recognize as, as uh, like, you know, proto-Wallace-esque. Totally. I can tell you were an English major, is that correct? Yeah, it's true. Oh, I love it. You got me. Um, I wanted to ask you, like, how you probably have a lot of experience with creative writing, like, other than songwriting. Um, and I've noticed that you use uh, images and metaphors a lot in your songs, was is the process different when you're crafting a song as opposed to a poem or a piece of prose? Well, I want to just start by coming out and saying that definitely the most experience I have is as a songwriter. Um, I did study creative writing um, in college, but not all that much. I have written some poetry, but um, I think that writing songs is like kind of it's kind of an easier process really because you have more dimensions to work with first of all your vocal inflection uh very much helps you construct meaning or at least convey it to the listener um so if you're asking a question you can inflect upwards uh or if you're asking a rhetorical question you can reflect downwards um if you uh, uh, no, no other <laughs> examples come immediately to mind. But like, th- just the whole the whole melodic dimension um, allows you another mode of signification. Yeah, totally. Um, I've never thought about it that way, but yeah, like inflection totally is just another tool 
in the toolbox, I guess, for songwriters. Mm-hmm. Um, and yep. I think you and do a phrasing really good job. too. Like a oh, very, thank you, you do very interesting uh, movements with your voice. And just speaking to your live performances also, I love the energy as well as like the risks that you take uh, as a performer when you're performing live. Um, it's very experimental and I appreciate that a lot. Um, how is it? Thanks. Uh, I th- yeah, I think that partly has to do with just like uh, wanting to um, to maintain interest and like I believe that each uh, performance of a song is, is is like a unique iteration and you know I want to be responsive to the the crowd and to the musicians I'm playing with. Um, so I mean I think that's the origin of that. Totally. Um, you're vegan, right? Yes. Do you want to rate some vegetables? Oh, sure. I'm prepared to do that for sure. All right. I'm going to start with a weird one. Actually, are pumpkins vegetables? Uh, well, okay. So check it out. Vegetable is a culinary category, not like a tax taxonomical category. So it's really like if it's not that sweet, it's a vegetable. Um, like there's there's that whole thing like did you know that tomatoes are actually fruits? Yeah, that guy. It's like, okay, like, actually almost all vegetables are actually fruits. Uh, and if they're not, then they are a leaf or a stem or a root. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> you know your vegetables, man. That's crazy. Well, I th- the thing is I recently tweeted about um, about this, just kind of j- joking around about... Uh, I don't even remember exactly what it was, but we got into a pretty good um, public conversation about what constitutes a vegetable. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But um, anyway, so I, I've got a pretty pretty open mind about what uh, what constitutes a vegetable, uh, and I think pumpkin qualifies. You want you want just like a scale one to one hundred? Let's do like one to yeah one to yeah one to one hundred. Let's do that. Okay, just because I want to be as specific as possible. Absolutely. Well, I've been really into pumpkin seeds lately. I think that almost the um, only edible can... part of the pumpkin. <laughs> yeah, practically. Uh, though pumpkin flavored things, you know, autumn's coming up. They they really have a time and a place. And so while it's maybe not um, something I would have with every meal, uh, I think that um, I'm gonna give it a just a a solid eighty. Eight. No way. This is a that's, really good vegetable. That's huge. Yeah, thanks. I mean, you're going to find that most of these are above 80 because I just really, I, lo- I love vegetables. Right. Vegetables are life. All right. <laughs> vegetables are my life. So talk to me about kale. Um, that's a really good one, too. I, uh, I like to make a spicy kale um, that I then put on. I slather some hummus and tomato, but my spicy kale. Yeah, so that would involve uh, jalapeno peppers and onion and garlic, and I kind of just fry it all up. The thing about kale is, I think it's great to include the stems just for a little bit of extra crunch and extra nutritional value. I'm gonna give give kale um, a ninety. Ninety. A minus. Wait, ni- was it ninety or more? No, just 90. 90. Okay. Yep. It's also packed with protein. Yeah. 
Okay, you know what? 90.5. 90.5 for the protein. All right, let's do one more veg, and then I know you have a bunch more stuff to do today, so I'll let you go. But uh, talk to me. Ooh, can I actually do, like, like a, a dish that's derivative of vegetables? Um, sure, I'm down to field any question you got here. All right, excellent. Talk to me about kimchi. Oh, okay, well, um, I... Uh, definitely it's it's a a time and a place type arrangement um but this this is like like pickled right it's yeah uh, yeah. like korean pickled condiment medley dish was the wrong word okay um yeah well i don't have a lot of experience with it but i kind of i don't really like very briny foods um so i think i would take a little bit on the side so i'm gonna go for a um maybe a a 75. You heard it here first, folks. 75 for kimchi. I love it. Out of out of 150. Oh, damn. Okay. That changes things, but still, it's all right. <laughs> all right, Evan, thanks so much for chatting with us. Uh, I really appreciate you taking some time out of your day. Hey, thanks a lot. Nice talking to you. Yeah, no worries. Have a good one. Okay, bye. Bye. All right, we're going to take a quick break and listen to a sweeper from our parent organization, Radio 1190. They make this all possible. Uh, We both work here, and we love it very much. And then we're going to head straight into that live set by American Grandma, followed by a quick interview, and then we'll uh, we'll call it an episode. All right, cool. Where'd he go? He went in the radio. He, he disappeared right into the radio. Brian. Brian. I'm stuck in Radio 1190's extensive CD collection of over 470,000 CDs and counting. Oh. I'm stuck between Slanted Enchanted and Meriwether Post Pavilion. We'll try to play you out. Oh, you're back. Well, that was a weird thing to happen. Anyways, you're listening to Radio 1190. 1190 AM, Boulder, Denver, 98.9 FM in the Boulder Valley.
American Grandma. Thank you for having us. We're playing our new EP, Nine of Swords, today. This song is called Mend.
in the studio right now, I have two members of American Grandma, Jen and Caden. Hi. Hello. How are we? Good. Thank you for Pretty having good. us. No problem. That was an amazing set. I love the band. I love American Grandma. <laughs> Thanks. I'll say it first. Thank you. Thank you. You have a new EP that you just released called Nine of Spades, correct? Nine of Swords. <laughs> oh, Nine of Swords? <laughs> yeah. That's so embarrassing. It's okay. It's, it's, ma- we, it's made up, so it's okay. Oh, cool. It's called Nine of Swords. Yeah. You can find it on Bandcamp, correct? Yeah. It, I think a couple days ago it got put on Spotify and iTunes, too. Oh, cool. It should be up there. Right on. How long did that whole process take to record that? Two EP? weeks. Really? One the- day of tracking and two weeks of mixing collaboratively. Oh, sweet. And mm-hmm. how long did it take to write those songs? Only not very long, like less than half a year, I think. Oh, cool. Yeah, we've been sitting on a couple of them for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and we wrote a couple with Bryce, who is a drummer, guitar player, third member that yeah. we've been playing with for two months. Sweet. Um, when did that last record come out? Was that like New Year's Eve? Yeah, right? yeah. like yeah, the actually. first day of the year. That's pretty impressive. You guys put out a full length LP and then this, like eight months Mm -hmm. apart that's pretty sweet this one was easier yeah the process of this one was way different like it was the first time that we tracked just live all in a room which is part of the reason it was so short but it was a lot of fun because for the last like full length we spent so long like it was awesome don't get me wrong but we just tracked it for a really long time yeah so it was like a nice change of pace to just record live in a room i sang the next day and then it was like the tracking was done yeah totally um this EP and like this lineup is a lot more dynamic, I think. So I think like tracking it live was a good route to go for sure. Yeah, it was, we'd never done that before. It, like just getting around to like writing in the same room, we had also never done before. Right. We used to just, Jen would come with a guitar part or a vocal part and send it to me, and I would kind of sort of like mix it a little bit, maybe like help Jen write maybe a second part or a third part that it was missing. Um, and we had just never written in the same room before, which is so weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is weird. So when we started doing <laughs> that recently, especially with Bryce, we, it, was, it became really obvious. Like, we don't sound like this when right. we play live. So mm-hmm. we need to make something yeah, totally. that will stop being everybody's, like, first, like, like listen when they go right, onto right, our, right. like, band cat. Like, we need to make something that actually sounds like the band. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Because nothing, like, like, we don't have anything else that does. Yeah, because with the... With the last album, like I said, like, don't get me wrong, and I'm, I love so many of the songs on there, but it was like we were trying to recreate live what we were able to record and track, whereas with this mm-hmm. one, like Caden said, we're like, we want it to sound how we sound live and not totally. be trying to, like, piece it together afterward, yeah, you know? Yeah, for sure. That's so that, sweet. Yeah, that influenced a lot of it, and just Bryce joining the band in general and being able to play multiple instruments right. and writing with us, like, really lended itself to how the ep sounds yeah your guys's live show is so much fun i saw you open for alex napping and i was blown away thank you yeah Thanks. it was sick um now you're able caden to just focus on bass parts right Rather yeah than more like or trying less. to bass parts and electronics yeah totally <laughs> is that more fun or it's uh i don't know if it's more fun it's it's like way less stressful I guess it is less or more fun because it is less stressful. And yeah, I, totally. I don't know. I like to play bass. I don't like to try to do 10 things at once if I can avoid it. Yeah, for sure. But it's like really, it's, yeah, it's really awesome to just focus on the bass and like how I can, like, I guess, play the bass. Definitely. Because there's only three of us. So we all have to like pull up our, pull up the slack as right. much as we can. Right, right. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, before there was like a lot of looping and Caden would have to like set down a, 
a bassist pretty much with yeah. his bass and then with the drum machine and it was sick like it was quite a spectacle it was a lot of work and it, yeah. <laughs> it took it, us like two minutes just to get a song ready right? yeah. play. <laughs> it was cool but like i really prefer this iteration yeah, a lot totally. i think it gives all of us just like we can just play yeah and, like you know it seems like you guys are having more fun um i remember seeing you at innisfree caden was like literally sitting on the floor with his bass mm-hmm. so he could like do the drums and play bass yeah and no one could see him so now everyone can see <laughs> his beautiful face so that's cool that's really what we were going for honestly that's why all of this happened absolutely yeah it's a celebration of Caden. yeah exactly you're too kind <laughs> well i know you guys have to run but thank you so much for stopping in thank you thanks yeah. for having us no yeah problem. we really appreciate it it was awesome yeah thank you cool thanks guys all right Thank you guys so much for tuning in to the first episode of The Bubble. We're having a blast over here. Uh, We can't tell you what's on the next episode because it's a secret and also we don't know yet. But uh, a couple quick thanks. Thank you to James Calvet, our our best boy who wrote that amazing theme song. Thank you to George Bangs for designing our logo. Uh, Thank you to Mac Bolak, Evan Stevens Hall, and all of American Grandma, we love you all very much. Thanks so much for giving us your time. We'll see you back here next month. It's the bubble. I love you. <laughs>